today and wherever you're listening from, I'm glad you're here and I want to invite you to pull a chair up to the table and take a seat. It's the 44, which is Matthew 4, 4. Man doesn't live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Let's eat. I'm your host, Jed Yancey, from the Central Church of Christ in Ocala, Florida. And today, we're going to feast on something that I find to be one of the most difficult and challenging things, both in our spiritual and physical life on this earth. I'm going to tell you what it is. You ready? It's waiting. If you tuned in last week, I told you that I just recently left a career as an educator and a baseball coach at the high school level. And one of the hardest things to coach in the game of baseball is teaching hitters that one of the things they have to be able to do to be really good is to wait. Now, I'm not sure the last time you took in a game or you watched a baseball game, but a pitcher's job is not to just groove fastballs into the strike zone for you to hit. While the fastball is still an effective pitch and and a pitch that pitchers throw the most, there are other pitches that they throw. Things like change-ups, curveballs, splitters, sliders, knuckleballs, depending on how old you are, spitballs. All kinds of stuff that is significantly slower and effective when thrown because a hitter has to wait. It's really hard. What's even harder is a hitter is how to train to see it's not a fastball and to recognize when to wait. You see, in baseball, waiting is doing something. If you were to swing at every single pitch thrown as though it's a fastball, you'd be what we call out front or out on your front foot and therefore miss those times when you should have waited. In essence, you swung too early. Every now and then in our practices, we would incorporate some drills and and have some lingo attached to it that we would say to train our players not just how to recognize the spin and the change of speed, but more importantly, how to train their bodies to wait on those pitches. What I want you to see today is that just like a hitter, waiting for us is doing something. It's hard sometimes, but we've, we've got to be really disciplined to not get ahead, not get out on our front foot in regards to God and his timing. From a very personal standpoint, I'll tell you that years ago, my life went through some serious storms and was completely upended as I went through a divorce in 2015. Being fairly young still at that time, after time had passed, I started to pray for God to send me a woman, send me the woman, send a Christian woman, send an unbelievable mother to my two girls, Finley and Hadley. Send someone for me to spend the rest of my life with. So I prayed and I waited and I prayed some more and I waited some more until finally, hello, Megan Ann Goolsby. This country girl from out in Spar just blew me away and was the most beautiful anything I had ever seen. Still is and always will be one of the greatest gifts that I've ever been given. But you see... It's hard to wait for stuff like that. You want another one? Shortly after Megan and I were married in 2017, we tried immediately to have kids. We both knew that was something we wanted. 
For Megan, it would be her first and for me, my third, but something we knew we wanted together. So we prayed and waited and prayed some more and waited some more and then some more and still nothing. The difficulties from infertility are really tough on a marriage and very real. Some of you listening, you know all about that. And actually, I'd like to add here, if you're listening in something like infertility or even divorce to go back a little bit are weighing on you and is something that you're dealing with and and you need someone to talk to, reach out to me. Uh, Women, I'll put you in touch with my wife, Megan. She's been there. And so have I. So for you men out there that need an ear, I'm here. Anyways, Megan and I battled and, and we waited and prayed like never before through the process of meeting with doctors and specialists that we felt like could give us some answers. And those thoughts started creeping in. What, what if this never happens? How could God put us through this? Why is this happening to us? What are we doing wrong? But guess what? All it took was a lot of bit of waiting Little did we know what was on the other side of all that waiting. An answer. 912 days worth of waiting. His name is Nash, and boy, was he worth the wait. If you're ever in the area and you visit us at Central, you'll either hear an answered prayer to a long time of waiting, roaring his dinosaurs in the middle of service or running around on the stage afterwards. It's still hard, though, because it's hard to wait. In Scripture, there are so many instances we can point to of those that waited. Remember the Israelites' 40 years of wandering and waiting in the wilderness prior to entering the Promised Land. Remember, Sarah waited a long time for Isaac, her son Isaac. She would be one that we could point to and say she got out on her front foot a little bit. Uh, If you read that story, she took matters into her own hands and had her husband sleep with Hagar to give her a son. How about the 400-year silence roundabout that we see between the Old and the New Testament before the birth of Jesus and, and hearing later in his life from John the Baptist, his proclamation, Behold the Lamb of God. Let me ask you, are you in a season where you're waiting something you've been praying about for a long time, something you've constantly been knocking on God's door about. You see, as badly as we want what we want and what we want right now, we've got to remember we're on God's time. He's the pitcher, and as much as we want him, just a groove fastball's in there for us to swing away. That's not necessarily the uh, the way that life works and not how God works either. Now, I know it may not feel like it sometimes, but he's right there with you no matter where you are. And in his time, he will deliver you. He'll answer you in his time. But again, as Tom Petty is made famous through a song, waiting is the hardest part. Our 44 today stems from several places in scripture that encourage us to not get out on our front foot and instead wait Because remember, waiting is doing something. I think the obvious 44 for you today is from a man named David who does quite a bit of waiting. We can read in Psalm 25.5, 
David did some waiting. And in all of these places, David plays the role of baseball coach. And he says, hey, guys, stay off your front foot. Stay disciplined. Stay focused. Keep praying. Keep knocking. Keep asking. But trust in God and wait patiently on him. After all those mentions in the Psalms of waiting, David then writes, as we see in Psalm 40, that he waited patiently for the Lord to help him, and God turned to him and heard his cry. Now, from what I can gather, we don't know specifically what was going on here when David wrote this, but he mentions in verse 12 that troubles surround me too many to count. Does that feel like you sometimes? He goes on to say, my sins pile up so high, I can't see my way out. Does that feel like you sometimes? We know that whatever it was specifically, that it was something big because David goes on to say that God lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire, and he set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. The pit of despair is a tough place to be and an even harder place to wait patiently as David did and as we are called to do. The second part of the words that come from the mouth of God I want us to look at is in John 14, verse 13, where we see Jesus' time on this earth winding down. He's speaking to his followers and he's saying things like, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in me. I will go and prepare a place for you, but I will come back. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Even though I'm leaving, you'll know the way. And these guys listening in are kind of confused, so they ask some questions along the way while Jesus is talking. Like Thomas saying, Lord, how can we know the way to where you're going if we don't know where you're going? And then Philip speaks up and says, Lord, Show us the Father. And Jesus responds down in verse 13 and says, Listen, guys, I've been with you for a while now. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And and while I may be leaving, if you ask for anything in my name, I'll do it for you so that the Father's glory will be shown through the Son. If you ask me for anything in my name, I got you. But what I don't want us to miss is that Nowhere in there does it say, if you ask for anything in my name, I'll give it to you immediately. I'll give it to you right now or without wait. Waiting is the hardest part. What I want you to see today and what your 44 is, is that good things do come to those who wait. David was heard and he was lifted from all that was going down in his life. We are heard and will be delivered from all the things we have going down in our life. If you're a Christian, you know one of the things that's hardest to wait on, or what should be the hardest thing for us to wait on, is the second coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that day where we are called home. Now, as much as I love my family and my kids and my wife, Megan, my life in general, I know that there is so much better that is to come that comes next. It's heaven, streets of gold, a mansion on the hilltop, no tears in heaven. 
A dear brother in Christ, Colin Williamson, that just recently passed away, used to always say when he was preaching that if you miss heaven, you've missed it all. Don't get out on your front foot. Don't chase the off speed. Don't get distracted. It's coming. But wait. James writes in James chapter 5 and verse 7, he, he writes some about this. He says, be patient until the day of the Lord's coming. As a farmer waits for the rain, wait patiently for the Lord. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 31 writes about this as well. It says, wait patiently for, for those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles and they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Take courage. He's coming back. Hang tight. Hold on. Wait. Don't be out on your front foot about this. Keep knocking. Stay to the work. Doing what you're doing. And wait. Because remember, waiting is doing something. Thank you guys so much for listening today. If you're in the Ocala area and you want to sit down and feast upon God's word together, please shoot me an email, jedyancey at gmail.com. We can line something up. If you aren't local and you want to reach out, go for it. Remember, we got all kinds of technology we can study together that way. I'll meet you where you are. For you guys that are local or you're passing through, come and see all that God has to offer to you by joining the Central Church of Christ in worship this Sunday morning at 10. Plug into some of our opportunities to meet in small groups as we're studying how to fall in love with Jesus. Find a friend to read with, ask questions. Whichever route you decide to go, I beg of you to find a way to feast on the words that proceed from the mouth of God this week. Thank you so much for listening. Now let's eat. Be strong and take a